You're a real crumb bum. Can you feel that? Can you feel what's about to happen on this field, man? So now it's fourth and 26. You want Philly Philly? This is Miracle in the Netherlands, number two. And the Eagles fans, the Eagles fans, oh. Eagles fans everywhere. This is for you. Welcome back uh, to your favorite podcast, The Philly Specialist. Uh, today we're here to talk about some uh, new news in the Philadelphia Eagles world, as well as getting back to our mock madness. How you doing, Eric? I'm feeling bad, buddy. I'm feel I'm struggling today. <laughs> Not, you know, a lot of people think that podcasting is is just a, a hobby, but you know, you, you have to be a real athlete to fight through the injuries that you had this week to, it's, to be able it's to a, record today. Yeah, it's a lifestyle. Um, thank you, thank you for your service. I think what is the first thing we should say. I think that's a completely appropriate response that's for right. how I feel right now. Yeah. If you wear a cop on New Year's Day, I'd shake your hand. I believe you. I've yeah. seen you do that. I, I'm banged up. What do we got on the agenda today, bro? Because I'm, I'm excited. You know, it's been a long two weeks. I... It, really, it really has been, and you would think that in a, in a off-season of the Philadelphia Eagles that has been what I would define as the most uneventful, eventful off-season – because we're not spending a lot of money because we don't have any, but we also have traded off our franchise quarterback as well as hiring a whole new, a whole new coaching staff. So it's been an interesting uh, off season, but not too many huge stories. Or, or the the quality may be high, but the quantity has been uh, pretty low. So this week, actually, we've had some interesting things happen. Yeah, the up until this week, free agency's been pretty boring i think we got like the worst grade or, or like we got like a but like you know like whatever who cares i think everybody knows what this you know this off season was for us and it's it's not what we we were hoping in terms of like a normal off season we kind of were poverty this year and, and you know we made the best of a, a situation in terms of newsworthy stories it's probably not the best time to start a brand new podcast in terms of uh an off season but I mean that that all. Being Have you said, been talking to my parents? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just about to say how much of a, a disappointment we are. So maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm talking to my parents. But uh, I think this week there's been some interesting things that have happened. So I think there's this is as good a time as any to to introduce what's been going on in the league and and kind of giving our opinion in terms of what happened. Yeah, biggest thing this week was the Carolina trade, um, and I'm wondering. A lot of people have been talking about how it impacts the Eagles. Uh, it's one less team, one less quarterback needy team ahead of us. So potentially one less quarterback taken off the board ahead of us. And subsequently, is one less skill position or one less player that we would kind of be in the market for back to us. And there is like certainly at this point like a nightmare scenario where we would be kind of in no man's land at 12. Um, so that would be no fun. Mm-hmm. What do you yeah. think? What do you, how, how bad is the impact of that trade for the Eagles? So I think that two things have happened this week that we, we can touch on very high level. The first of which is obviously Very high level. You should trademark very high very level. High, I am a very high level guy. And then also we then go ahead and talk about it for 45 minutes. So <laughs> I don't know how high level I actually get. But for, for, for those who have not been paying attention to the news, Carolina – has acquired Sam Darnold for, I believe, a second and, and a handful of other picks. Former third overall pick, uh, was very hyped out coming out of college, coming out of USC. Pretty good player. Uh, I believe he did have a lot of talent around him at USC. A lot of people in Philadelphia who are Penn State fans 
will point to Sam Darnold in the Rose Bowl. Uh, a few years back, he lit up Penn State for what I think was four touchdowns. But he also had Juju Smith-Schuster. He had some talent around him. He then went to the Jets, was supposed to be the savior, got mono, did a bunch of stuff with Adam Gase, and has been pretty much a disappointment since being that third overall pick. Carolina has now decided that they want to invest in that kind of a player. I don't think they were super excited about any of the quarterbacks anyway. Which is very telling, I think. Yep. So that's that's the one thing. When, when I look at this from that level, the very, quote, high level, I see Carolina as somebody who they did not believe that Sam Darnold was worse than Trey Lance or Mac Jones or even Justin Fields, if you think that's... I, I think the consensus these days is that it's going to go quarterback, 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 and you're going to be left over with one of those three guys or, or two of those three guys to choose from at Carolina's position. They decided that they wanted to go Sam Darnold, which is a telling thing about that quarterback uh, situation, I, I think, in terms of the way Carolina views it. So I don't think it's as negative. I think a lot of people were assuming that Carolina was going to go quarterback, but now that I see their opinion and going after Sam Darnold, it kind of makes me feel like we were in a smokescreen in and of itself that we were never actually going to see Carolina take a quarterback from those that group because they just weren't impressed with them. That yeah, I, said, I hear uh, that. I, I think uh, I agree with you. I think I think Darnold got a bad rap in, in, in New York. Um, the Jets are a fucking unmitigated disaster. They're a mess. They had Adam Gase for a couple years. They just let him do whatever. There was there was problems with protection. There was not any talent on the team outside of like the defense had like Jamal Adams and a couple guys. But like realistically, his best player was uh, Robbie Anderson for a little bit. Yeah, but then Robbie Anderson was like was re-energized in Carolina. But Perriman, Mims, they they no they... Perriman was nothing. Yeah. Denzel Mims never played. Yeah, he was you know hurt this year. he was hurt the whole year. Uh, it's uh, Crowder, Crowder, Jameson Crowder. Who's yes, also thank you. Jameson yep. Crowder, mm-hmm. who's also always hurt, but is like a pretty good player. And so, honestly, I think this is a really good move for Carolina. I think this is kind of like the offense is kind of like Flames. I mean, think about it. You got DJ Moore, a re-energized Robbie Anderson. Mm-hmm. You've obviously got CMC over there. You got a decent offensive line, a good enough offensive line. I think they're like a little bit above average. I don't know, man. And Darnold, I. He's got the ability to make some things happen with his legs. He's he's a pretty athletic quarterback. You know, if you can protect him and, and you've given him weapons that you know can perform, you know, I I think he's going to be pretty good. I don't think he's going to be bad. I think if I'm Carolina, you know, looking at it from not the perspective of an Eagles fan and looking at it Carolina, I'm not super excited because I think that the league is really undervaluing Justin Fields. And if they think that that's who's going to go at three – that's that's probably fair because uh, I'm not like blown away by Mac Jones or Trey Lance, but they are proclaiming that they are this long rebuilding team, and you turn around and you kind of rush it with with Sam Darnold, and you're paying him that fifth year option, and you're not really making what I would think is a good football move because you you know enough about the product of Sam Darnold, and maybe you're right, maybe he will turn it around with a with a better scenario, but that's that's betting on the world changing around Sam Darnold and it affecting Sam Darnold's talent where I would rather have a young, fresh guy who hasn't played in the NFL for three years, gone through three years of, of Adam Gase mind destruction of becoming a, a less talented quarterback, I would say, than what you came into. Adam Gase, for whatever reason, is like viewed as uh, this super great 
coach because he well, coached. he was. He's not anymore. Well, he was he was the clipboard guy for Peyton Manning, and he looked good because he had Peyton Manning. It's like, listen, Keith Hagan is a friend of mine. A lot of people think he's a really good drinker, and that's probably because he's hanging around with greatness every weekend when he drinks with me. He looks like a great drinker, but in, in actuality, it's like, you know, the guy's with Peyton Manning. He's not doing anything. I'm carrying the load. Peyton Manning. Me and Peyton Manning, you know, we got a lot in common when it comes to things like this. You do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I have as much next functionality as Peyton Manning after his first surgery. So. Let's go through the things that you and Peyton Manning are the same in. You're both white. Yes. Uh, I think, you know, right now, knock on wood, this this isn't true, but sometimes I look at myself in the mirror and I say, ooh, Male pattern baldness might be coming my way. Yeah. That's scary. I'm a yeah. hat guy. I look good in a hat. So you do I'm look okay. good in a hat. So, so, but, you know. Nobody can deny it. Arm talent, I think he may edge me out a little bit. It's tight. But I definitely drink beer better than Peyton Manning. Mm. Mm, definitely do. No, there's no chance. I'll go toe-to-toe with any professional athlete. And if there is a professional athlete out there that is listening to this and wants to drink with me. I definitely drink. We definitely both drink better than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, You ever seen a video of him chugging a beer? Oh, my God. Like a little girl. Big, stinky puss. You know what? I shouldn't even say that. Like a little girl. That's not right. Yeah, yeah. Girls can chug beer. Women can drink beer. Aaron Rodgers can't. Aaron Rodgers cannot. But all that being said, bringing it back together here, Carolina has now put the Eagles in a situation where a team that we thought may have been quarterback needy is no longer looking at quarterback in the draft. And that affects us, I think, in a negative way because one of these talents that we thought were going to fall to us in uh, spot number 12 is no longer going to be there. And you have to assume that that's going to be a skill player or maybe maybe another player like an offensive lineman. I don't, I don't really know what Carolina can go for because they do have a lot of f- holes on defense and I think they could make an excuse for a wide receiver. I think they could make an excuse for corner. I think they could go after Slater or Sewell if he's there. I think they can. They could pick anybody. They're a wild card again. They've become another version of the Falcons where we have no idea what's going to happen. I definitely don't see them going wide receiver. I could certainly see them taking Rashawn Slater if he's there. I could certainly see them taking a corner, which would be Sertan or Horn at this point. Mm. You know, Horn's really been climbing up the boards, especially with Caleb Farley having – the medical issues he's having, which, by the way, he's like medical scratch level just about for me. Yeah, I, I see a lot of stuff on this uh, the, the Facebook group you invited me to uh, for, for Inside the Birds where a lot of people are kind of leaning towards trading back or picking Farley at that pick. And to me, it's like this is such a pivotal pick for the next, like not even this year, but the next five years of Eagles football. Like if the Eagles are going to be competitive in a short term, they need to hit on this first pick. Whether it's picking it at 6, which they're no longer doing, picking it at 12, or picking it later. You need to get the right guy. You need to got, have someone who is going to be an immediate impact. And I don't know at this point if you've earned the right, if you are good enough of a team to gamble on a pick now with a guy who's gotten two back surgeries, a torn ACL, and he's only played the position. As much as I think he's got upside, like he might have... Jalen Ramsey upside. Oh, my God. That was such a long yeah, pause. Yeah, that, that was a long thought there. I, I, I wanted to make sure I was hitting. He's got upside, like, to be top corner in the league, but the unfortunate thing is he also has downside to be like Sidney Jones. And 
that is not a risk that you can take as a team that is in dire need of talent. I'm surprised to hear you say that. You were coming out pretty strong for Caleb Farley a couple it, weeks ago. It's the second back surgery that I thought, you know, I, I will give him. We didn't know that at the time. That's yeah, true. At the time of this, and, and one thing that I've learned from uh, our, our podcasting of, of, of being a new podcaster, it is really difficult to make a take on March 15th about who you think is going to be drafted April 28th. Yeah. It is one of the most difficult things because think about, and I know you're a big Smith guy, but think about the public opinion of Smith versus Chase of how close it was when we were talking about this weeks ago and now how very different it is where Smith is now falling to potentially 8, 9, 12. 10, 12. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah. and Waddle, same thing. And we were talking about it in the same breath as uh, Jamar Chase, and now it's like it's been distance. And that doesn't mean that those people or the general consensus or the NFL is correct. You could very much still have everything that we talked about last week or two weeks ago. That could all still be true, and you still may be right that Smith is the better NFL player. But the opinion of the NFL right now has shifted in such a way that there was like this tight bunching where Sewell was like guaranteed top top five guy. Now he's fallen. It's it's funny how much these things change, and this is something that as a guy who's new into like digging into a draft because. Fortunately, as an Eagles fan growing up, we've been in good situations for most of our lives in terms of drafting. We didn't have to pay attention. We just hoped they were going to do the right thing. Up until recently, yeah. yeah. I mean, the last couple of years have been worse. but Yeah, like last year with Rager, you kind of had – but it was still in the 20s. Like, you were not getting top-tier talent. Now right. it's like you have to focus on all these guys, and everybody's an option because you don't know how the draft's going to go. Uh, and it's it's kind of like a sad moment as an Eagles fan that you have to focus this much as a as a fan into – where we're going to draft and who we're going to draft and why it's so important now because we're so void of talent. But it's funny how much things can change in a month. And and I have a feeling that in in two weeks we might even have a totally different idea. Who knows what the Falcons are going to do? Who knows? The who... Fal- Yeah, the Falcons are a huge wild card for me. I think the Falcons are the biggest loser of the Carolina trade. I think they, get, they really got, like, deep-dicked more than anybody else. Because if you're the Falcons, you've got that four pick. Mm-hmm. A quarterback is going to be there. There's like, you know, if it goes, if it goes Lawrence Wilson, Mac Jones, and the 49ers like trading up for Mac Jones rumor is really true. You've, you're sitting there with Justin Fields, who a lot of teams are going to think are is the second best quarterback in the mm-hmm. draft, and you've got two teams that need a quarterback in striking distance at seven and eight, right? And so. They have to outbid each other, and then the next team that needs a quarterback is at like fourteen. I think I think Minnesota picks fourteen. Maybe the Patriots at fifteen. Chicago's desperate at twenty. Uh, uh, Ryan Pace is trying to save his job, you know. So they're desperate. Maybe they make a move, but like the guys that are close are seven and eight. They got to outbid each other to get there. They're going to both want Justin Fields. Now Carolina's out of the equation. Denver doesn't have the. They they have no reason to try to move up now, right? If they don't think Atlanta is going to take a quarterback, why move up? Just sit at eight, and the the next guy that's going to come up, the price is going to be astronomical. So Atlanta is either going to have to sell that pick at a discount to the team behind Denver to get them to move up because the price is going to be too high otherwise, or they're just going to have to take a pick that they don't want. So so that's that's an interesting thing, and and and. At, as an Eagles fan, this is this is kind of where it gets interesting because you would hope that the Falcons are going to make a move where they can essentially trade away that pick so that another quarterback goes. 
But if I'm the Falcons, I'm excited to be at four. Like, I don't see them as a loser because you are now guaranteed that you get the pick of the best non-quarterback in the draft. You get to pick between Sewell, Chase, Pitts, every corner, every every player that is not those three quarterbacks or, you know, whatever three quarterbacks it turns out to be. The Falcons are now picking the their pick of the litter. And, and to me, if I'm a Falcons fan, I'm hoping that they sit down and they go, Let's just make our let's make our offense the best offense in the league. Let's go Pitts. Let's have Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, Pitts. I think they have Austin Hooper. They probably need a little help at uh, running back right now because I don't think they have much talent back there. But you're giving Matt Ryan a chance to be really, really dangerous. And I, I think that would be the best thing for the Eagles too because I'm hoping that four quarterbacks go i'm not going to trick myself into believing that there's going to be a fifth quarterback that that goes if, in these if, top if, if mac jones goes right you could see i think you could potentially see five go but i think if mac jones goes that's the saving grace for the eagles at 12 because let's say that like the worst case scenario happens you have lawrence wilson fields uh no i'm sorry let's say mac jones goes third Lawrence, Wilson, Mac Jones goes, right? I don't think Atlanta's going to take a quarterback. If they don't move, I think the move for them is Sewell, Mm -hmm. which means that Chase ends up probably going to the Bengals. Pitts probably ends up going. Down the line, as you go, I'm not going to go all the way through the whole list, but when you get to 12, there's a chance you're sitting there, and maybe if like Fields ends up going to Denver, now you've got, one of the players you want, maybe Sertain is there, maybe Horn is there, maybe Smith is there, and if not, Trey Lance is sitting there. And Trey Lance, you're not picking, but that's that's a pick you can trade. At 12, a team like Chicago, I'm immediately on the phone with Chicago. Chicago has, like I said, they have their GM and their coach, uh, Pace and Nagy, are trying desperately to save their job. They have to do it this year. They've got a system in place. They've got an offense in place. Last year they they used, they got David Montgomery or the year before last. They've got uh, Allen Robinson who they I think they um, they, tagged him. they tagged him this year. You know they've got they've got players. They need a quarterback, right? The the Mitchell Trubinsky and Nick Foles experiment didn't work, and that would be the first team I called. Yo, you want this guy because he's definitely going to be gone. Minnesota may need one. The Patriots may need one. If you want him, you got to come get him right now. That's an interesting dark horse that I, I don't think anybody's thinking about is Minnesota might take Trey Lance because they have probably, I don't know how many years they have left on that Kirk Cousins deal, and it's a dumb deal. They've overpaid for him. But that being said, they they probably need a quarterback of the future too, and Trey Lance is kind of that guy that you, you're you going to have a red shirt year because he needs, he needs to be developed. And if, if Kirk Cousins is the teammate that I think he is, I don't think he's the type that would be like Aaron Rodgers-esque where I don't want to train this guy or Brett Favre-esque, I don't want to train this guy. I think he would be more welcome to it because, I mean, he's made his money. He's a he's a great great teammate. He was a good teammate to uh, Robert Griffin III, but I think they're, they're a dark horse. So it's like there's more people in the Trey Lance sweepstakes than we may think right now, and then you have that trade bait. As, as an Eagles yeah. fan. I think that's the flip side of that coin, of that trade and how it affects the Eagles, is that if Trey Lance ends up there, maybe you get a haul for him. You know, mm-hmm. maybe you can, maybe you back up from 12 to 20 and you move back eight picks, but you net a two. And maybe you net more than a two. You know, if you get a set, if you get another two, and 
a four or something for them to move up and get their quarterback. And I don't have that chart in front of me that shows the value of the picks. Mm-hmm. But but just think about just think about what that means because now you're looking at a draft where maybe at twenty you get Rashad Bateman, early two you get Asante or a Fitu. Now you've helped your wide receiver issue, you've helped your corner issue. You got a late two. Maybe you get I don't know Jabril Cox, and mm-hmm. now you've helped linebacker. Or if he's not there, you take Eric Stokes. Now you've doubled down on corner. So you could do a lot with a trade back. And I know I know you were saying that this team hasn't earned the right to not take best player available. But everything, it's liquid, man. The situation is changing. Things are moving. Things are changing. We just have to, you know, we have to, we have to roll the punches a little bit at 12 more than we did at 6. And I think if it falls out that way where we, you've got a quarterback sitting there, I could I could see a trade back. I could definitely see it happening. I I think a trade back is is definitely in play, and I don't think that a trade back is is essentially uh, disproving my point of they haven't earned the right to do a not best player available situation. I think that's maximizing assets, which is also, in my opinion, uh, that's that is in line with the best player available situation. What I what I fear is something like at twelve you feel like you need to go wide receiver, so you pick Bateman over Parsons. Where, in my opinion, Parsons is going to be a player that will revolutionize your defense. All that being said, I think we need to touch on two more news things, so I'm going to try and tie these in and then and bring it back to the draft before we, we hit this ad here. But what I, want to, what I want to touch on is two things that the Eagles are doing uh, in terms of this this 12 pick is going to be wrapped around Jalen Hurts, who very quickly just want to touch on it for all my Jalen Hurts stands out there. Moving from number two to number one, in my opinion, has solidified him as at a minimum pro bowl, pro bowler. It's 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 just number one makes you number one in my heart, and he already was there. Now we're gonna see Jalen Hurts as a number one makes you faster, you're faster, you're cooler. You're swaggier, and I think this year we're going to see Jalen Hurts wrap up his uh, sophomore season as a pro bowler. I got to be careful uh, with what I say here because uh, a lot of our listeners, uh, all 40 of them, a lot of them think that if I if I don't think Jalen Hurts is like the next coming of Jesus, then I must just not love the Eagles. But I think we have to be realistic with ourselves about what Jalen Hurts is. Sounds and dumb. Yeah, see how you are? I don't know how to help you. He, he, he's he, Listen, I hope so. I hope you're right. I hope Jalen Hurts comes out next year and is incredible. But realistically, I just don't think he's going to be. Pro Bowler? I doubt it. Listen, here's the thing. I'm rooting I, for the guy. Listen, you, I'm rooting for the guy. you got to understand that I have nothing to lose and everything to gain by Jalen Hurts being a pro bowler. People like me. Same. We all do. Not. I, I think you are a realist, and then if he fails this year, you're like, this is realistic. But Yeah, but I'm not going to be like – But, like, let me but I'm not something. going to be like, like, ha-ha, I was no, right, no, you're, idiot. Because it hurts the Eagles ultimately. Yeah, but, I don't want but, that. But you cannot sit here and look me in the eyes and tell me, that him changing from number two to number one didn't light a little fire underneath your testicles. You didn't feel you didn't feel like, oh no, here comes 
a next level of Jalen Hurts. This is the Jalen Hurts that we are that Dom is talking about. Now I see it a little clearer. Mm, when I see I the one, you. when you put that little uh, Canva app on and you put the one on his chest, you feel you feel a little bit bomby balls. You feel uh, a little bit. You feel a little bit of that. I was uh. indifferent (laughs) i yeah it's it's neat i guess it's a it's a little story to talk about but you know it's i who cares i don't care i want i want to see him play football i want to see him be a good player i want to see consistently good play from the guy and then i'll be excited for whatever number he wears i'll buy a fucking jersey i need a new one well i I fucking need a jersey i can't do it Uh, i'm not gonna buy a number one jalen hurts jersey uh, it's not what I call BGF, big guy friendly. A one right in the center of my little beer gut. Yeah, it's going to widen you out. It widens yeah. me out. The two was a, was a stretch. Uh, yeah. But I got to do double digits. Yeah. My dad told me at a young age when I was 280 pounds and five foot three in eighth grade, you're a Hugh Douglas guy. You're not a Donovan McNabb guy. Yeah. And I was like, Dad, why? I, I love Donovan McNabb. And he goes, you need two numbers. You got a lot of space on there on your on your, on your your bell. Fair enough. Let's Fair load enough. that up. So all that being said. Last I, news thing before we before we move on a little bit. Um, two signings this week that are of note. Uh, Eric Wilson mm-hmm. and Jordan Howard. What do you think? So I'm really – I, I'm gonna say this, and this is this is so frustrating because it's very hard to forgive a man for digging a digging a grave and then getting himself out of his own grave. Like you, you, Howie Roseman, have screwed up the Eagles' cap space in such a way that you were backed into a corner. Howie Roseman, for as as terrible of a job he did after 2017 to put this team in a p- position where they will continue to contend. As, as many mistakes as he's made, as many Mike Wallace's, and uh, I, I, I don't want to give him negative credit for uh, the, the speedster that we, we rent it for. Marquise Goodwin. Marquise Goodwin. I don't, I, I don't want to blame him for that because of COVID. It's, it's, a, it's an awkward situation. The, the Jalen Hurts pick. There's things that he has done to put himself in this corner, but everything that he did, if he was a new, if he was Gowie Gozeman instead of Howie Roseman, if he's this new... GM that we drafted, and he picked this staff together. Who uh, I think a lot of people are starting to get excited about Gannon. I think people are starting to get excited as uh, Nick Sirianni talks about banana routes. I think we're all getting excited of what he's doing. I love the Nick Sirianni Bing. interview where he's like, "No banana routes on my field." Right. I love it. So, 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 but that's like that's like you know really proving my point. We're we're, we're getting excited about what this team is looking to be and these signings, these low-risk signings. Like, the Eagles were in a situation with linebacker where you almost had no choice uh, at the beginning of the offseason that they had to probably look at linebacker in the first three rounds. Now with these signings, you you can go linebacker, but if, you, if, you're, if you're gripped by the balls and Cox went and, and all these other players that are, that are like stud linebackers are there, you're not forcing yourself to go... Devion Taylor again. You, you don't need to pick a project linebacker. You filled that hole. Same thing with running back. I think my opinion was that the Eagles should be looking at running back in this draft because Miles Sanders, as good as he is, as talented as he is, there should be another guy with him. Now with Jordan Howard, who is still very young. He's 26 years old. He's a, he's a solid player. Now you don't, you, you, you don't 
force yourself to pick anyone. He's doing things to make best player available more palatable for the Eagles. And I think that if he was any other GM, and I, I feel bad because I don't want to defend the guy because he did put himself in this situation, but a lot of people who put themselves in these situations then flounder for a year and get themselves fired. I think Howie Roseman is doing everything in his power to defend himself in such a way that he's going to be on the he's going to be the GM next year because I I really believe that he is doing the right things across the board. The six trade, this signing, the the Howard signing, and everything else he's doing. Joe Flacco, not in love with it, but at the same time you're doing the Joe Flacco thing so that you don't feel the pressure if if Trey Lance falls to you that you got to pick him. You don't have to do that now. Well, I don't. I don't think Joe I, I Flacco think has did. a bearing on that. But, but I see what you're saying. I, I do think you know we talked about it on the on our our first ever uh, YouTube podcast. Which, by the way, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or any of our any any of the other um, streaming services, you guys didn't get that one. That's a YouTube exclusive. It was our first video podcast. It was an emergency pod because of the the, the trade back. Trade, yeah. So Which make we both, sure you I check think, that out. Liked the trade too. So just yes. further further pro- proving the point that as as two, I, I would say pretty. I, I would say right now I'm I'm overly optimistic of the Eagles, and I would say that uh, you're a realist. We we both feel pretty good about how this offseason has gone, given the circumstances that the organization has put themselves in. But you have to look at it year by year because I feel like it's almost unfair to grade someone on their offseason based off of the the hand that they were dealt at the beginning of their offseason, whether they pick those cards or not. I don't know if that seems ridiculous, but... Yeah, I mean, what did you expect this right, year? exactly. Yeah, I got you. So that was quite a rant on that on that two pretty minor signings, but I, I just think that it's, it's... Poor Harry Roseman is way better than rich Harry Roseman. Rich Harry Roseman doesn't know what to do with his money. Poor Harry Roseman is very... Very frugal. Yeah. 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 Meticulous with his spending. And he's almost maximizing assets again, which I think that's where he's 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 really good at laying the base of a winner. He's really, at least this time that we've seen, he's not very good at maintaining. He's good at building, not maintaining. Well, I mean, think if you think about like classically, like teams, most teams, unless you draft really well, like there's a few teams that draft and develop really, really well. And are competitive year in and year out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Steelers, the Steelers are a good example of a team that like just drafts well and they're always competitive and they're coached well. But like most teams, you think traditionally, you know, you make a run and you have a couple of years to make a run, mm-hmm. and then you stink for a couple of years and then you retool and you make a run. So it's really not that crazy that a team that literally sold the fuck out for a Super Bowl, you know. Four yeah. years ago is not very good right now. It's yeah. not. It's not that insane, you know. The problem, I think, with Howie Roseman specifically is that it's worse than it has to be because of missteps by him. I always go back to that New Orleans game, and I don't know if you remember this, but they were up fourteen nothing, and they are smacking around what what eventually would lose the playoff to, game after the double yeah, doink. Yeah, yeah, I remember. And Zach Ertz is running down the center of the seam. And he is wide open, and he has got a guaranteed touchdown to make it 21 nothing. It bounces off his hands. It's an incomplete pass. I think we punt it. We don't score until the last couple minutes of the game again. If he catches that ball, I wonder what we feel 
if we win that New Orleans game and we're one game, no matter what happens, I think if you go up 21 nothing on that team, our defense played well enough, everything was clicking that day. And that catch may have changed everything, and it seems so dumb. And then you also had an opportunity with the Alshon drop that was an you know I, I'm not trying to speculate too hard but what I'm saying is you are so close to being a team that was a Super Bowl champ and then an, and then in the NFC championship game the next year do we really feel as sick about everything that happened past that point if they win that game and I think they had every right to be in that game and win it uh I mean I I don't know I I, I would still be upset about the last few years. And it's, it's hard because, with the, with because the they've just closing. been worse than they had to be. I mean, obviously we had issues with injuries, mm-hmm. which were, I mean, I was going to say, I was going to say they weren't helping, but it's way worse than that. Yeah. They were brutal. Well, I mean, statistically, they were the most, like, I, I don't know statistically or however you want to word this, but they were graded as like the, they lost the most talent in terms of their, there's like a metric in Dude, 2018. We talked about they, before. There was, yeah. there was a week when there was, I think it was one week where Kelsey and Wentz yeah, and were that the was, only that was two year. starters on the offense last year. That's I mean, insane. It's been play, they've been plagued 18, 19 and 20 with injuries. Yeah. Brutal. Unbelievable. So I don't want to go back to that, right. you know, 2018 game and say, well, if he, if we had gone further that year, I'd be more happy now. I think we've because yeah. the problems I think have been the contracts that we're stuck in now, the nepotism that's happened, where a guy like and I love him, but Jason Peters just continues to come back. You know, last year was last year was like the worst example of it. You couldn't sign Malcolm Jenkins. You didn't really have an answer at safety other than to move Mills over, who wasn't very good at safety. You you couldn't pay Jenkins, who still had some gas in the tank. Not only that, but was the heart of that defense. He was the brains of the defense. But you could pay Jason Peters to come back yet again, and then not only could you pay him, when Dillard got hurt, you gave him a raise. You let him bend you over a barrel because he said, well, okay, I'll play, but I'm, I'm not playing left tackle unless you give me more money. And then after that, Jordan Mailata was your starter anyway because he couldn't play. Right. So like things like that. Deshaun Jackson, I wasn't happy about them re-signing him two years ago. A, a, a speedy, small wide receiver in his 30s, hasn't been the same for a year or two, and you bring him back, doesn't play hardly a game two years ago, right? Yeah. He, I think he, he got injured in the first game. He had a great first game, but was injured like three quarters of the way through. And I don't he came back at some point for a limited amount of time, I think if I remember correctly. Then you sign him again yeah. for the following year. Like, things like that that the Eagles have done. They signed Vinnie Curry, like, a thousand times. Vinnie yeah. Curry gets signed to this team, like, it's like a holiday. Once a year, we just re-sign Vinnie Curry. And it's like, I got no beef with Vinnie Curry specifically. I think he's a good player, and he gets, you know, it's not like he gets paid crazy money, and I'm not upset about Vinnie Curry being on the Eagles. But it's like... How many times are you going to re-sign the same couple guys because they're good locker room fits or it makes for a good story in Philly or, or like, whatever? Yeah. Like, last year you've got Jordan Maialata. Every every breakdown guy in the world was like, wow, this kid can really play. Then, you you know, you drafted Andre Dillard, so now, okay, well, it doesn't matter if that kid can play. Then Dillard gets hurt, and instead of, like, going, oh, well, the kid can play, we're going to we're gonna give the nod to Maialata, you bring in Jason Peters yet again, who then – like I said, bends you over a barrel, and you spend more money on him, and that money could have went to Malcolm Jenkins, which would have made would have made a difference day one on that defense. 
Things like that are what kill me with Howie. And I defended him with the drafting because I do think there's been a player development issue. But I'm not going to come out here and say, like, Howie Roseman is, is, like, amazing and he's great. Like, things like that drive me nuts. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. And and I guess, I guess what I'm trying to do is defend a guy who doesn't really deserve to be defended up to maybe this offseason. I think he's done I, – I think he's, like, really hot and cold in terms of, like, you can look at him – off season by off season, you can be like, I want to wring his neck, or this is really good. Like you've done a really good job. It's 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 very interesting, but it, it like you said, it's really hard to field a competitive team year over year in the NFL. It's it's a very difficult league to be good, get good, and stay good. And it ain't and and it, you know for me, uh, I think Howie Roseman for for me right now this off season has shown enough to me right now, and depending on what happens on. Uh, April 29th, depending on how it goes, I think I'm going to walk away from this going, that was a pretty good decision to keep him on there because I don't think there was going to be somebody that was going to blow my balls off in terms of a, a, a GM. And then if he takes the fourth best offensive lineman at 12. Then I'm just going to throw a brick through my own window. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to find where he lives and, 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 and everything I said. And that's the best part about being a podcaster is none of it matters. No, nah, it doesn't I could matter. Just, I could just say whatever. The, I could Last week I could have said that I hate Harry Roseman, and this week I could say I love him. It doesn't matter. Welcome to Philly Sports well, Media. Well, I'm, I'm a part. ESP and me. That's it. I changed my mind. But, I mean, this was this has been this has been a pretty interesting week in news. Um we we gotta it's it, we gotta get to anchor. Oh oh well, actually, what had happened was we do have a new sponsor. Someone has decided to take what? I I know I know they listened to our drunk ramblings and they said these guys. We have a new sponsor. Yes, we do. We, we have a new sponsor. It's uh, it's today's podcast is actually brought to you by Podgo. 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 Uh, it's the easiest way to monetize your podcast, like we're doing right now. You're listening to us. We're monetizing. We're, we're making that big money. They, they provide podcasters with a flat rate for ad space, so you always know how much money you're going to make from an ad from Podgo. Uh, you can apply today on their website at podgo.com, and if you do go on there, if you're a podcaster and you're listening to our podcast by some odd, odd circumstance, you, you just say, hey, the Philly Specialist brought you. And you know what they're going to do? They're going to hook you up. It's going to be like a South Philly back alley deal. I know a guy. I I know I know the specialists, the Philly specialists. So so yeah. In case you're wondering which specialists we the, were referring the, yeah, to. Yeah yeah yeah. Not not the Philly specialists. If you Google us, we're the podcasters, not the gynecologists. So yes, that, that being does said, happen. Yes yes. Uh, I know we are the specialists. So this podcast again, wrapping it up one more time. Brought to you by Podgo. That's p o d g o dot com. Podgo. It's dot c o. I think they're, uh, they're sticklers. Uh, you think they're nah. gonna pay us for this one? Who cares? They gotta verify it. Yeah, who cares? Uh, and if if not, go. We'll go back to anchor next week. We don't need your money, Podgo. We have T-shirts for sale. Yeah, we do. Yeah, please buy our T-shirts. We have also. T-shirts for sale this week only. Are we shilling anything else? No, no, that's all the shilling we've if got. You wanna, on the agenda if you want to go puff us a, 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 a six pack of Miller Lite, that'd be cool too. Yeah, that'd be lit. All right, can we pause this? I have to take a piss. Yeah, me too. Me right, too. Good deal. Good deal. Pause. Riffin, baby. All right, we're back. We're back. For you, that was only a second, but for us... It was 30. It was Yeah, it was, it was a little it was longer two, than that. Two of the greatest P's maybe in the history. 
of peas. Yeah, you know, I haven't seen a lot of peas outside of my own, but I would imagine. I, I saw a pea outside of my own last night, but I, you know what? That's hey, if you're listening, <laughs> way to go, bud. Thanks for peeing all over my basement. <laughs> so, so you know, I think we've we've talked about the trade. I think we've talked about a lot of things that are going on in Eagles media, but we do have this thing about us where if we start something, we have to finish it, even if the Philadelphia Eagles have made it a very big point to try and destroy it for us. So we're going to get back into mock madness, I think, here. And uh, last week or two weeks ago or three weeks ago, what we had was uh, uh, Jalen Waddle versus uh, Pitts, uh, and Pitts had won, and we had Smith versus Chase, and Smith won. We also had Sertain versus Farley, and Farley... Uh, lost because of not the back injury, just out of uh, we like our team better. And then uh, we had Wilson versus Fields where we chugged a beer about it. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. I think Fields ended up winning that one. I have to be honest. You smoked me. Yeah. I'm an alcoholic, so. But there is a video that if anybody wants to see, you can just, you just reach out. And I'll send it to you of Dom pouring half of that beer all over his body. Fugas. And so. I'm just saying, like, I don't Fugazi. know if it counts. I'm, I'm that's what saying, I'm saying. I don't know how much it counts because Fugazi. most, I, I mean, I literally I have the proof. Just, it's on my it's phone. Fugazi. I'll show you. I would say it's fake news. So anyway, yeah, you let's let's get in. Let's get into this one. I think what we can do here is 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 you know we don't want to we don't want to have a, a three hour podcast debating everything that we've already talked about. Nah, I mean, like we we really this will be quick because we we already went through breakdowns of each of these players. I'm not going to tell you everything about. Smith and Sertain this week. Right. So let's just talk about the. So, just so like, let's, would it be worth it for us to draft like maybe the position, or is this player good enough that it that it's worth, like, like going out of a need? Like if Trevor Lawrence is there at twelve, we are drafting him. But right, I don't. Right. Other than that, I don't want to draft a quarterback. Right. So, are one of these guys good enough to circumvent that? Yada yeah. yada yada. Yeah. So so the, the quick one, the easier one, is going to be Smith versus Fields. I objectively don't believe that Fields should be there at that point. At 12, if Fields is there, I think there is an issue with the NFL in terms of how they view quarterbacks, and and, and that is a podcast that I don't think we want to be those people discussing that, but I think that Justin Fields has every every tool that all these other quarterbacks have outside of Trevor Lawrence is, like in my opinion, a sore thing. Let's put him off to the side, but one thing – as someone who uh, you know how I feel about Jalen Hurts, you know I want to invest in the guy and see what he's going to do. If if Justin Fields falls to twelve, do you think that you can say no to that level of talent? And and I'm saying like we look at it like as you just said, worst case scenario, there's no talent on the board in terms of like there's no, your Smith isn't there. If Justin Waddle. Fields is there at twelve, I am I am on the phone immediately. Yes. I'm on I agree. the phone. I agree, hundred percent. The Vikings are going to call. The Patriots are getting a call. Chicago's getting a call. There's a couple other teams that are getting a call. I am trading that pick as quickly as possible. So as an Eagles fan, you do not want to go fields because of our philosophy that we've been talking about for months is you want to build the you want to build the foundation of your team and then plug a quarterback in in the best case scenario for him to be successful. I agree with you. If you're any other team in the league, are you moving up for 12 to get Justin Fields? Do you think he's that? kind of player at 12 yeah yeah i i agree 
but uh, but I think I think in short though, as an Eagles fan at twelve, I don't think he'll be there at twelve. I don't I think don't there's think any shot of it. The latest he will possibly go, I think, will be Denver. Denver, yeah. You know, I can't see, I can't possibly see him falling, and even that would be a slide. I think he's going three. I don't think the Mac Jones thing. I think that's a smoke screen. It could be. But 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 again, I mean, like as we said, we we're, we're trying to do these quick, so we're gonna just go ahead and tell you, it's Smith, and then here's an interesting one, because I don't think we're gonna be in. I think we're in a similar situation with Pitts versus Sertain. Yeah, we kind of got a battle with, I, you know, all things like in a vacuum. I would probably, I would probably give Pitts the edge. Yeah, and I love Patrick Sertain. Right. So, it's tough. For me to even say that, I, I spent a lot of time watching tape and watching mm-hmm. breakdown of him, and I think he's a phenomenal player. But the issue is, Pitts being there at twelve is looking less and light. Le- I don't, yeah. It initially looked like a possibility, outlier possibility, yeah. like maybe, maybe. And the, the every day it just becomes less and less and less likely. Whereas Patrick Sertain, maybe you know, right. it, Sertain may be there, and here and here's. Here's the question. So, so again, very quickly, because like like we said, Howie Roseman has absolutely busted our bracket. Get, get, you know, let's let's not kid here and say that we thought these all we thought all these guys would have maybe been there at six. Now we're sitting in a situation where probably one of them is sitting there at six, and you're going to take the guy who's there at six. Here's the question that I'd love to pose to you on this one. Say Pitts is sitting there at Carolina at eight. And now you're the Eagles who have 11 picks in the draft. Sertain is gone, or maybe Sertain is there. Maybe Sertain and Pitts are both there at 8. Are you willing to jump over Dallas and New York to get your guy of those two? And and if you are willing to part ways with some future draft capital that you've now acquired, you have 11 picks in this draft, and I think, you know, just say we have 8 picks next year. Are either of these guys good enough to you that you're willing to go all right, Pitts is still there at eight, and Carolina's not taking them. They they they're willing to shop the pick. Let's let's get back in the top ten. Let's let's get over Dallas. Let's get over New York and get Sertain or Pitts. If that is the case, who would you want to jump someone for, and would you pull the trigger on that pick? Hmm. Hmm. Well, yeah, this was something that I just came up with. As like halfway through this Miller light, so I'm buying a little time for Eric here. But what what I'm saying is, uh, we did not plan this question, and it's it, and I think it's a good question, and I'd love to hear your take on it. But also, I probably should have told you it while we were peeing upstairs. What's it? What's today's date? Uh, today's April like like tenth, tenth, right? Or something. Dude, Miller light. It's it's four eleven on April tenth. I would say no. Mm-hmm. I would say this team can't really afford to be. We have a lot of holes, and over the next years, we have an opportunity to fill those holes with potentially three first-round picks, and I, I don't think it would be a wise decision. That said, on draft day, if the Eagles jump over New York and the Cowboys and draft Devontae Smith or, 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 or Kyle Pitts, I am going to be an animal. I am going to be running around, right. throwing shit. I'm going to be so hype. I can't, I'm going to be slamming Miller lights like a pig. I'm going to be so excited for that. I don't think it should happen. And, like, I'll probably come down off of that high and be like, okay, that was whatever. Like, that was a little goofy. But jump over New York and that pig Jerry Jones mm-hmm. who can't can't who's, help who's, himself. Who's quote, unquote, infatuated with Kyle Pitts and then you get him. 
and then you, oh. you jump in front of him, oh. and you nab him. Oh, be so good. For the second time when you jumped him for Dallas Goddard a now couple years ago. Now you do it for I'm, Kyle I'm Pitts. on 12 personnel Now suddenly me. I love Kyle I love Pitts. It. You, listen, Sirianni, no banana routes. No banana routes, no, 12 personnel every game. There's not a banana route from here to Miami. There's not a single banana route on the entire East Coast. <laughs> Yeah, so so I mean it's it's an interesting thought because I think that I I I believe that there's gonna go I think it's gonna go quarterback 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 I think it's gonna go four quarterbacks I don't I think, think someone's so. gonna trade in the, the the Falcons if you're a good franchise you're you're moving out so I think there's gonna be a lot of talent there and I'm wondering if the Eagles can sit tight because you know what happens is Detroit's gonna get the best wide receiver available or the best corner available. That, in my opinion, I think that's what you go after if you're Detroit. I, th- I guess what I think that if Rashawn Slater's there, I think Detroit maybe grabs Rashawn Slater. You know what? Hey, they might actually have their pick of Slater or Sewell because I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think Sewell will be there. This this this. I don't think Miami is, passes is, up if Sewell ends up at Miami's pick. I don't think they pass up because yeah. I think they. It, it depends how it goes because. Why would they trade back to six if they weren't thinking about somebody specific? I think they were thinking about Chase. And what Atlanta does, if if Atlanta takes Sewell, then maybe the Bengals take Chase. Mm-hmm. And if the Bengals take Chase, Miami goes, okay, well, now what? I guess I traded up. You know, Chase is gone. Sewell's gone. Maybe they take Slater. Um, or maybe they take Kyle Pitts. Yeah. No, no, that's that's the one thing I will say about the Philadelphia Eagles situation now that they've traded back. I'm very excited that they've got that extra pick. And I still feel like, as much as I love Jason, we both know. Listen, I I said I jerked off. Can I say jerk off? You can say whatever you want, but Mas- you you didn't say you masturbated. You just said you watched it. Now we all know I, you well, masturbated. I said I finished. Oh yeah, but the point is, <laughs> as much as I love Chase, at six, I think that the Eagles are going to be in a situation where they're going to get a really good talent at twelve. And I'm excited because I don't know. I, I really like. I think as many mocks as I've done, I've seen a different guy there every time, and I'm I'm excited to watch this draft this year because I have no idea what they're gonna do. Yeah. So there, there's definitely like a nightmare scenario for the Eagles. Let's say it goes Lawrence, Wilson, Fields, mm-hmm. right? So the three top quarterbacks are off the board: one, two, and three. Right. The the Mac Jones rumors are not true. Sewell goes. Four because Atlanta can't trade the pick. Right. That forces the Bengals to take Chase. Pitts goes six because they were looking for Chase or Sewell, Miami. Dem- uh, not Denver. Detroit needs a wide receiver. They go Jalen Waddle mm-hmm. because they lost two guys last year. Maybe they're a little yeah, they, they, a little they a little no nervous about yeah. Right maybe they're a little nervous about the Smith size issue, so they go with the. I, I don't know. I guess it's the safer. safer guy with I don't, the glass ankle. I don't but. think it's safer, yeah. yeah. Um, we have Carolina. Mm-hmm. They now got their quarterback. quarterback. Yep. They take Pat Sertain because they've got their quarterback. They don't need a wide receiver. Um I guess they could go over Sean Slater there. Yeah, but, Slater's there, but but you know but, but we're 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 doing doomsday scenarios. So right. they went they went wide receiver because they can argue or the, or they went cornerback because you can make the argument that they should have. You get to Denver. Trey Lance. So now your trade back ammunition is gone. Right. Um, New York, who I just read this week, 
are enamored, quote-unquote enamored, with Devontae Smith. So Smith goes to New York, and then J.C. Horn goes to Dallas because they're in desperate need of a corner. Pat Sertan's gone. Uh, the three top wide receivers are gone, so Jerry Jones being a pig doesn't really come into play. And so the Eagles are sitting there at 12, and the best player there is Rashawn Slater, maybe? Uh, so here's what do you or Michael Parsons maybe? Michael Parsons, what do you do? I, I'm I'm going Parsons there because you can't trade back. The guys that you were interested in, all of them are gone. Yeah. Well, what do you do? So you, you may have somebody who wants Mac Jones, and I think I'd listen. You'd have to cross your fingers. You'd have to. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's 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 worst case scenario. But even worst case scenario, you have your pick of of. The second best offensive lineman in the draft. Some people argue he's the best. You have your choice of a, a high upside corner that I don't really want to take in in Farley, and then there's the wild card in Parsons. I think that the Eagles in this scenario, if you cannot get, and and I'm definitely fielding calls because we're not a team that's going to be good in 2021. We're a team that's going to be maybe good in 2022. As much as I think Micah Parsons is a great player, and I would love to have him on my team, I would love the, in my mind, the next Luke Keekley. Like that, that's what I see when I see him. He, and you can move him around. He's dynamic. He's a great player. If you can't get him, if you can't get someone to call you up and say, hey, I'm going to give you another first because I'm moving up to get a quarterback. I need to hear another first. Then I'm taking Parsons there. And I, I'm not upset about it. I, I don't think the Eagles are in a position where they can say, oh, well, we actually are looking at corner and we're looking at wide receiver, so we can't pick those guys, so we should just uh, trade back or move out. I, I think you take the best guy there, and I think that's Parsons at this point. He's a freak. He's he's truly an athletic freak. That Yeah, he's he, a great player. Yeah. And, he's and a Gannon, great player. Gannon's building a team, and, you, you know, I, I, I am a – person who i i think the the glory days obviously 2017 was a great year but my childhood was gr- grown up watching like badass eagles defenses like dawkins shepherd uh shelton brown jeremiah trotter uh hugh douglas like like badass mfers just just knocking your teeth in every week you may not we may not be the best team on the field but guess what you're gonna have a hard time playing us because we got guys on our defensive end that are are, are gonna are going to compete with you. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I, I'm not necessarily opposed to going defense there, but, like, I worry about taking a linebacker in round one, like, in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's a great player, and I'm not saying anything about him as a player, but <laughs> the Eagles only have so much bandwidth that they can spend on linebacker. They've made that exceptionally clear in the last few years. Um, they just signed Eric Wilson... I just don't think they value the position that much anymore. And it's not just the Eagles. I think that the NFL as a whole, as the league evolves, as it gets more pass-happy, um, I think that the league as a whole has moved away from the dominance that you and me saw at right. the at the linebacker position when we were kids. When we were growing up, who were the most dominant players on defense, the most respected, the most with the most accolades? It was Ray Lewis. Urlacher. It was Brian Urlacher. Yeah. You know, in Philadelphia, it was Jeremiah Trotter. There were guys like Takeo Spikes. Mm-hmm. Like, there were linebackers. Linebackers were like the, the bee's fucking knees, yep. right, of the time. But that has changed. 
Like, that's not the same. Even the best linebackers in the league, they're not the stars of defense. In 2021, the stars of defense are edge rushers and corners. The so stars. You want, so you want Quiddy Pay? I don't. At twelve, I don't want Quiddy Pay at twelve. That's the thing. It's it's tough. But in, in this, but like I'm just saying, yeah. like do do you want to do you want to spend like okay okay here's a, kind of a goofy analogy and try to hang with me here. One of my other hobbies besides uh, watching Eagles football and and porn. drinking and porn <laughs> porn. <laughs> <laughs> Is is uh, video games. I play video games when I have free time, which is not often, but I have free time sometimes, and I play video games. I'm currently building myself a computer so that I can play video games. You can see all the little parts are sitting over there, right? I'm trying to build a, build a PC. And I've learned in my journey, thanks, Tom, uh, that you can do something called bottlenecking, right? And if you buy a graphics card that can do like 1440p, blah, 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 whatever, mm-hmm. and then you buy a processor that can't, display that to you can't bring you the full power what you end up with is like a bottleneck where you've got this amazing thing that you can't really witness Mm -hmm. right it's like hooking a it's like it's like hooking up you know 4k tv to a old cathode ray tv you're just you're you've got all this you've got all this power and you just can't get it and I think that's the problem with taking a linebacker so early is because he's so talented, but they're just not used the way they used to be the, the way they used to be used. They're just not utilized the way they used to be utilized. They're just not as important on the field as a great corner, especially for an Eagles team that needs corners. They need corners desperately. That's the more important thing to attack. And so I don't know if I want to attack linebacker here. Like, un- unless it's a trade-back scenario, again, if it's a trade-back scenario where we're trading back and we're getting, like, JOK or mm-hmm. something, because you're probably not going to get Parsons at, like, 20. Yeah. But, you know, that would be great. I, I if mean, you, that would be you know, great, yeah. But, but <laughs> I don't know if I want to address linebacker in the first. I just don't think the position is as important as it was a decade ago, and I don't think it's as important as corner or, or edge rusher. I just don't I, – I think he's a great player. I just don't love – taking a linebacker that early yeah no people people say the same thing about you know i feel like people scoff at that but people say the same thing about running back yeah running back i think is is different is different because i think when i think linebacker is a is a unique scenario where if you have a really good linebacker your defense can get uplifted i think having a great like fantastic running back but like a terrible quarterback and a terrible offensive line you're you're not good you're you're not in a scenario where you're going to be a running back does not have the power to uplift an entire offense. Whereas I think your argument is saying the same thing, that a good linebacker does not uplift, uplift an entire defense. Not anymore. It not used anymore. to. Not anymore. It used yeah. to. It used to. So, so that, that being said, I mean, we, we, we talk about this. We, we sit here at 12 disaster scenario and you can't move out. Who, who do you go? Who, what, what do the Eagles do if, if this trade backfires? If everything that we hoped was going to be there is now gone, do you do do you do Quiddy Pay? Do you do Micah Parsons? Do you go after Rashawn Slater? If if these are your guys, who who do you go after? And and you know what? I think we we we've talked about it enough. We've painted the picture, and and I think you know this is like very much like feeling like really good right now. Like I got my buzz. I'm at the tip of my buzz. How about this? How about? The fans of the Philly Specialists sound off in the comments. We're, we post a post and we say, you know, who do you want in the disaster scenario? Do you want to 
I don't even know. Do we do we make trade back an option? But that I mean, because I think most people might just opt out and just keep. keep I mean, this picks. this is definitely a trade back scenario. I, I don't think you get a haul for Mac Jones for the Mac Jones yeah. sweepstakes, but I think you get a little bit. And if you go to fifteen, let's say let's say the Patriots are interested in him, mm-hmm. right? Because I I know they resigned Cam, but I, I just. I mean, you're you're not. He gonna, was he was not, not very good last year. You're not going to win a Super Bowl next year if you're the Patriots. Sorry, and and I don't think you're going to yeah. have many more years. So maybe they're into Mac Jones, and maybe they want to move up. You're only moving back three picks, mm-hmm. and then if you move back three picks, you get something. A and three? then is is a guy like Rashad Bateman too big of a of a reach? I mean, is that like a huge, massive reach? I don't think so. And now, you, well, so what what you're what you're ultimately saying is. You've officially traded Rashawn Bateman a one for next year, and uh, like whatever you get from the, you, you know, what I mean, it, it it becomes more palatable. I think I, I agree with you there, but I, I, I'm I if, mean, if it's Bateman a turns into podcast to talk about Terrence Marshall Jr., but oh, that's, that's an, another oh, guy. that's another one I want I mean, to get on. Wide receiver is so deep that I would really, I, I'm, it's not that deep. Oh, that I is, think it's I, deep. I don't think it's that deep. I to think be it, honest, I, I I don't I I'm not at the point where I can I can give you like Ben Solak level analysis. No, but I just think I, can say I think I, like I see like the post rounder. the post Terrence Marshall wide receiver world is like I just think it's a big drop. Like, I think the Eagles not... have how many picks in the first sixty though? They, they have thirty seven and whatever they're gonna get if they trade out of twelve. I think there's 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 some serious talent in the top forty five to sixty picks. And, and, and I, I, I just think you hit there. I, I don't know, man. I, I was watching receiver. some of the guys like the Elijah Moores, Kadarius Tony is one I watched this week, and I mm-hmm. just like, I just feel like, man, I don't know. I just feel like we, we, you know, that when you when you start really thinking about wide receiver, you get really upset at the fact that you moved out of six. But I think they're gonna go. I really hope that one of these corners fall. They take the corner. You go wide receiver in the second round, and then you address everything else. I'm okay wide receiver in the second round if you yeah. get if you get Terrence Marshall. I think you can get him there. At I don't want Elijah Moore. I I I don't want Kadarius Tony. It's not that those guys aren't good players. I just I just think the like the value drops off so steeply after Marshall. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and, and I I think one thing that we did and. and I feel so bad because I keep looking at this clock and I know how much you're gonna have to edit, but <laughs> I, I I keep I keep wanting to get back into this because it's, it's it's a really interesting conversation because when we looked at this in the beginning of the year when we first started our podcast oh, you know years ago, two months ago, we were so <laughs> we were so enamored with wide receiver and now I'm sitting here and I'm like I've taken a breath, I'm not done on Jalen Rager I'm not done on Travis Fulgan I'm not even done on JJ Arcega Whiteside. So now I'm like, I don't even want to waste, not waste, but if you can get a corner and you can address something that I can name three Eagles wide receivers, I could probably name every Eagles wide receiver. I don't think I could do the same thing at the Eagles cornerbacks. The Eagles cornerbacks are like, for some reason, we we thought we addressed it last year when we got Slay. And it's like, we just left, a, we put a Band-Aid on a bullet hole. And we've just kind of ignored it because we're like, well, you know, we're, we're the type of defense that we generate a lot of pressure, so our cornerbacks have some relaxation there. Now it's like it's a new system. We don't know what we're going to see. I think you got to address that and then hope that these wide receivers, if you get a Terrence Marshall or an Elijah Moore, or the, uh, is Elijah Moore Purdue, the kid from Purdue? I, I'm just, I, I think, like, as much as wide receiver as a whole on the Eagles, 
Yeah, but you, I just think you can't just look at the Eagles situation. Like, the Eagles situation is what it is. We all understand what the right. Eagles situation is. But it also goes – you also have to consider the value, like, in the draft, yes. right? Like, if you're in the top six picks of the second round, you've got a shot at, like, one of two or three really good corners there, hmm. right? Like, if a Fitu is there, if Asante Samuel Jr. is there, Eric Stos is kind of climbing up the board there – you know, you can get a good corner early round two. You have to look like at the, almost like the pockets. Yeah. You know, like there's a couple really good wide receivers in the top 10 to 15. There's a couple like pretty good wide receivers at the back of the first with like the Bateman Marshall mm-hmm. gang, right? Yeah. Where where are you going to get the most value at each pick? If if Sertan is gone and, and um, J.C. Horn is gone, I don't want to take Caleb Farley and say like, uh, we need a corner. We needed a corner. Yeah, well, well, so you almost agree with the idea that the Eagles are the Eagles. It, it's it's interesting because you kind of you kind of are like facing it from two ways. It's like the Eagles are not good enough to draft for need, but at the same time, they're they're also almost not good enough to draft best player available because it, sometimes you could feel your, like you end up with egg on. They're in this middle ground where it's like you end up with you egg have on to your take the best take. player available at your positions of need. You you can identify a few different value. positions because you know? I, I think you can argue you know in a vacuum, not like talking about the way the NFL is. Like Mika Parsons is probably one of like the top ten players in the draft in terms of just yeah. like athletic build, what he does. But linebacker doesn't matter that much, so that's why like the Slaters and the Souls and and the cornerbacks get to jump over him because not that not that Caleb Farley is a better athlete or a better player, even at his own position. Than linebacker, there's than, just a demand. There's, there's just there, a high demand you need for a corners. Good corner, you yeah. don't need. And, and, and look, in in five or six or seven years, we may be having a different right. conversation. The game could change again. Yeah. It, it it's it's constantly changing. We're talking about how the game went from you needed amazing linebackers that could run stop, and right. now in the last few years, now you need run, linebackers that can run from from uh, sideline to sideline right. and can and can you get into coverage. You don't even need as many linebackers in general because you got to put more DBs out there. It's just a different game. Exactly. It's just a different game. Tight ends are, are receivers now. Yeah. You know, and, glorified and, receivers at this point. There's just so much that you ask, that you ask like, you, a defense it, to do it, but, but in now, coverage. But now you're but, – but that's the one thing that you do have with Parsons is he is the type of athlete – that can do the things that you need a linebacker to do these days. Yeah, but why why would I ask a linebacker right. to get in coverage against a slot wide receiver when I could get a corner? Yeah. Well, you, you know what that same thing is why I mean it's it's almost like the same argument you have against Pitts. Like you don't have that argument against Pitts, but like people say why would I draft an extra? Why would I a tight end when I could draft a wide receiver? Exactly, exactly. That's so a fair argument. That's it's, fa- it's, like it's, people saying that like Pitts is really just a wide receiver in 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 tight end clothing. It's, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. It's because, not true. He's just a great receiving yeah. tight end because that's what tight ends are in 2021. Mm-hmm. Great tight ends are receiving threats. Who are the best tight ends in the league? Kelsey, Kelsey, he's a receiving threat. Kittle. Kittle is a receiving threat. Up until recently, Zach Ertz, he is a receiving threat. TJ Hawkinson was drafted top ten year, top ten last year. He's a receiving threat. Right. The, the list goes on. Noah Font, receiving threat. The, who's a kid from Baltimore? I can't think of his name. Uh, Todd Heap. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews, receiving yeah. threat. Like that's what tight end is now. They're yeah. just. You know, so don't be like, oh well, this guy's different. Pitts maybe the he maybe he's the best to ever do it. Maybe I don't know, 
But, like, he's a receiving threat. That's what tight ends are what, it, in the NFL it, in 2021. It's what, it's what you need to be. In the game has changed. You don't want to be a blocking guy. But, I mean, the fucking love talking Eagles football. Like, like, can we just, can we just like, take a second here? That's why we made a podcast. A, as a listener, like, this is this is now officially gone into maybe our longest episode ever. I it don't know. Be. Yeah, We're it gonna clock will it. Be. But guess what? There is nothing better, and 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 I hope you guys enjoy it as well as we do. Just just being able to just talk about this because guess what? We're gonna do this again next week and the week after that, and then April 29th, we're gonna come along and someone's gonna take we'll do a live Elijah stream. Elijah Tucker in the top ten, and we're we're, we're gonna have no idea what's going we're on. Gonna... <gasps> what but... I can't believe it! I don't believe what I just saw, Jr. But uh, you know, it's it, it's 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 something that I'm I'm curious to see. You know, uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna name some some people who comment the most: Tom Rafter, Louis Tallarico, uh, Dom Salvato, Eric Davis. That's uh, us. Hertz, the list who were just us. Hertz fan zone. Hertz these, fan zone. Big Hertz shout fans, out. Big shout out. Thank you. Thank you. We love your, Hertz fan yeah, zone. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen. You know, there's gonna be people in the world that are gonna be the people who get to go. Hey, guess what? We were right, and it's gonna be. I was me, on the Philly specials early. Yeah. Me, Hurts Fanjoon, and Samus Clancy are all going to say we we knew Jalen Hurts was going to be good. <laughs> uh, and if we're wrong, we're just going to all hide on. Uh, you know, we're all going to buy the same cave and hide in it. Um, uh, why would you buy a cave? You can just go to a cave. Who's going to stop you from going to a my cave? My man cave. I, I don't. I, I don't know how I was going to save myself from that one. <laughs> so I just I threw something out there and it didn't stick. Um. That all, you know, everything that we just went through. I think, I think we, uh, we went on a, a heck of a. I, I am so excited for the draft, but I, yeah, I me think, too. I'm I think very we've, stoked. I think we've we've talked so much about the draft. Uh, do you know what we're going to talk about next time? When we get on here. Oh, big board. We're going to do a big. We board. We are going to do a big board, and I also want to. Hopefully, there's no like breaking news between now and then, and it's too much to talk about now. An hour and thirteen minutes into yeah. this recording. Um, but I do want to touch on the Deshaun Watson rumors that the Eagles are yeah. still in on him. Um, that's coming up next next time. Yeah, yeah we'll it's, touch on that very quickly. Long. I think I think there's going to be more news that comes out. I think we have the same opinion of that as well. So yeah, it's, it's less interesting radio, but not I think, in favor. I think yeah, no, me neither. I don't, I, I, I don't I, want it. I I, I listen. Out. I don't want to buy a Miller Lite from a guy who goes, "Oh, these Miller Lights have been sitting in here for nine months." They may taste good. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a Miller Lite connoisseur. But guess what? I'm not going to pay money for a Miller Lite that I don't know is tasting great and is less filling and you know is the best beer in the world. For a minute there, that analogy, I was like, "What?" But yeah, then yeah, I, you I pull, you really pulled it back in. Yeah, at the end I, there. I, I sometimes I have it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I got it. So it's good. Listen. Uh, all that being said, you know, and I've so all that being said, I'm going to trademark. And then what is the other one I need to trademark? Oh, uh, all that being said is a trademark and very high level. Very high level. Very high level. So the ultimate Dom Savano trademark. And also, trademark. also, you cannot say very high level and then have an hour and fifteen minute podcast. You can do whatever you want. It's I can all do whatever podcast. I want, Mom. We we run the show here, dude. This is our podcast. We make the rules, and you know what? Listen, girlfriends that are upset that we didn't go to dinner on Uh-oh, time. It's five fifteen on the dot. It's five fifteen. The takes take over. <laughs> God, the takes take over. Trademark that Hashtag one. takes take over. All right, we're an hour and 15 minutes into this. 
we got to go. We got to let you go. You're on your drive to work or something. You're taking a shower. You're listening to us. You're pooping. bored. You got to be bored. If you're pooping, good luck. Flush. We appreciate you guys listening for the fifth episode. Count them. Five. Official episode. Plus, we had some Just the Tips. Plus, we had that video episode. We're on a fucking roll in here. Yeah, we're basically the biggest podcast network in the world. Yeah, we're, we're definitely I've the best. Not the, the biggest, but definitely the best. Yeah. We appreciate you guys listening. Like this is your wiener. favorite podcast on the planet. Signing off. Make sure you um, check out our Instagram. Check out our YouTube channel, which is new. Check out our Twitter. Do we have any other social media? Just those three. We have t-shirts, too, if you want to buy one. We have t-shirts. They go They're on sale. sexy, I hear. Next level. Yeah, you got to reach out to me. They are made to order. Because I didn't know that as many people were going to buy them as did. So I didn't pre-buy them because I thought maybe I'd sell like four. four. We sold like like 40. Yeah, well, listen. And and we're going to take all that money and we're investing it back into the podcast. We're going right we're, back we're in. Big in it. We're, we're going to make right koozies. And we're going to give you those too. Because this is not about the money. This is about This is about the passion. People. Finally. All right. I can't do a rock impression right now. It is WrestleMania, by the way, tonight. Uh, listen, this is getting Is WrestleMania control. tonight? Yeah. Well, it was last night, and it's also tonight. There's a two-day WrestleMania? I'm not really big on it's, the if you If you thing. smell what Jalen Hurts is cooking. I, 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 don't, I don't have anything else. Well, if you've got any smells you're worried about, go figure them out. We're going to sign off. We appreciate you guys listening. Thank you very much. We love you. Go Birds. Go Birds.